Movie Hour, Episode 26, March 17, 2009. Spoiler alert, the following hour programming may contain both movie plots and swearing. Hello and welcome to our St. Paddy's Day episode, the Patrick Duffy Poetry Slam Movie Hour. This is Greg Maloney, podcasting from Lake Orion, Michigan. This is Jim Maloney from Rochester Hills, Michigan. And Jeff Hendrickson from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We need to start this episode out right. We're going to lay it down on the line. Gary Sinise, happy birthday. Top of the morning to you. Top of the morning to you. Happy birthday, Gary Sinise. Is it no surprise that Gary Sinise's birthday happens to land on St. Paddy's Day? Come on. Come on. Is that a surprise? It's Um, not to me. Yeah. But he he came out, pretty much uh, publicized our first episode, was 100% there. The big brought in the big advertising money, and we want to thank. Yeah, him. I mean, we we joke a lot about friend of the show, but when it comes to uh, when it comes to people that are, I don't think we we would exist these days without Gary Sinise. He really kind of gave us more direction than I think. Uh, well, definitely more than Greg, anyway. Yeah, 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 definitely. But yeah, thank you, Gary Sinise, and thank you, uh, Happy St. Patty's Day, because it is beautiful out in Lake Orion. Finally, I'm I'm sitting, no joke, sitting next to an open window. It's like, I don't know. 60 degrees now, you'd say, James. I guess you have similar weather to me. Correct, and, uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's beautiful. And I think spring starts in two days. Is that right? Official spring? Anybody? Anybody? Uh, that sounds right. Uh, <laughs> What's wrong? You don't you don't like spring, Jeff? You got somewhere oh, no, I just don't know when it starts. I uh, I know I'm a big fan of spring. Spring is like uh, my second favorite season. What's your first favorite? Fall. Hell oh. yeah. Obviously. Hells yeah. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, it's been a good, been a very good week. Actually, over the weekend it was beautiful too. So I only caught one movie, and it's the movie I'm reviewing this week. It's a big one. I know Justin waiting for this. Harold and Maude finally caught it. Yay! About yeah. time. Yay! Have you seen it, James? Um, no. No, is that no? You don't want to see it, or no? no. I was just trying to avoid, uh, you know, Jeff's wrath. Jeff's yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, my ridicule. <laughs> he can, yeah, he can damage you through inter- the internet. Like, <laughs> Little known internet fact. Is, yeah. The internet is a series of tubes, and Jeff is the king of those tubes. <laughs> I got really long arms, yeah. So, um, no, no, I'm, I'm happy you saw it, Greg. What do you think? Well, I, I'm sort of surprised, actually. I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but it, it does breach the top 250 on IMDb, which was sort of interesting. But And the other uh, – anyways, I'll, I'll start with there's, the – There's a lot of crap on that list, but continue. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jim should be able to tell us. Yeah. yeah. Um, so – First thing starts with, I think, I'm not sure how old the kid's supposed to be, but uh, probably like a 19-year-old, 20-year-old rich kid uh, living with his mom. His dad uh, died or left early. I don't remember what the situation was. But uh, pretty much can have anything he wants, but he can't figure out, he's pretty much, he can't figure out what he wants in life, and he keeps faking his own death in front of his mom. Like, just pretty much as, they're supposed to be like sort of feeling as a joke, but then he sort of tells a tale of him and his, him, uh, his mom thinking that he died in an accident, and he saw his mom like react to his own death, and thought it was one of like he felt the greatest then that he ever had. So he wanted to keep getting that feeling if he could. Um, so he was trying to trick his mom to thinking he died over and over again, which was sort of interesting. Uh, but he ends up meeting because he would go and uh, frequent funerals for some reason, like another situation where he felt he alive. Was obsessed with death, yeah. yeah. And uh, so he meets this eighty, seventy-nine-year-old woman there that. They end up having a relationship where they do fall in love, and it's pretty much a story between them and how they react to their different perspectives on life and the kid learning from the eight-year-old woman. Um, what was sort of weird, though, Jeff, I want to ask your opinion on, at some point, they're together, and they're like at a festival. It's toward the end of the movie, and um, Bud Court, who plays the kid, which is you had, you had mentioned before, is actually the old guy in... Uh, Steve Zizou. The life yeah, of yeah, he's the, uh, the accountant or whatever. He has a bondsman. Yeah. Um, but anyways, he notices a number, like a tattoo number on, his, on her arm, and they don't bring it up at all. And are you supposed to assume that was like a prison internment camp kind of like, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. that's definitely what you're supposed to assume. Yeah, and the thing was, like, that she talks about how she grew up in Italy, wasn't it? And so I was trying to figure out, like, d- does that mean she was lying about her whole past? Do you think, or do you think there was just she didn't want to talk well, about? Well, no, you, you could. I, mean, I, I don't know how 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 up on your 1930s and 40s histories you are, but <laughs> uh, um, you could be in Italy and wind up in an internment camp pretty easily. Yeah, yeah, 
But I, I don't know. I thought it was uh, like I wasn't sure if I was supposed to interpret that as oh she's making all this shit up about being with these princes and sailors at some point. And, oh, um, I, yeah, I, I don't. I, I, it's been uh, several years since I've seen the movie. Yeah. Actually, I don't remember the details, but I wouldn't be surprised if if you know you like uh, if based on Maud's character, if she was if you were supposed to believe she was lying about certain yeah, things. Yeah. But uh, yeah, pretty good, pretty good movie. Another interesting just complete trivia about it is Tom Skerritt plays the motorcycle officer in that movie that pretty chases right. down for I don't know two minutes of the movie, which is really funny. I don't know how young he had to be in that movie, but pretty fucking hilarious. Um, there are some actually genuinely funny parts in that movie, if I yeah, recall. Correctly. Yeah, there are. In the very beginning, you see uh, Harold kill himself, like in the very first two minutes and i was thinking okay what the hell you know are we gonna cut to okay previously this is what happened or and then you find out 20 seconds later that he's just faking it which is yeah, he like grins doesn't he like right at the camera or is that a different part no it's a a different, it's a he grins part. right at the camera and it's awesome um but yeah i i did really like yeah he does grin at the camera and which brings up to another thing i want to bring up bring up about that movie was at some point he announces to his mom who's trying to hook him up with all these other girls but because she's like all right it's time to take on adult responsibilities you need to get married and at some point he finds out that he wants to marry it she finds out that he wants to marry an 80 year old woman so she gets like the pastor and like i don't even know her her, his uncle some other person (laughs) and and they're talking they're supposed to be talking to him but instead of talking to him they're talking to the camera and telling telling you you know how sick you are and how Falling in love with an 80-year-old woman is disgusting and stuff like that. And I found it really interesting that they made made that a fact. Like, hey, we're talking to you, not to Harold. Like, it's really interesting. But, but he's, um, you're saying he's in the room, but it's, it's just yeah, shown from yeah. his point of view. Exactly, gotcha. exactly. Um, but, yeah, good movie. It's a good movie. I'd recommend seeing it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I would put, I we don't we don't throw the Gunga Seal approval around much, but I would I would throw it out there. It, like, in the but beginning, like- yeah, in the beginning, I was... I was sort of lost for the first five minutes, and then you sort of figure out, okay, like this, there's there are a lot of themes going on. It sort of takes some time to catch up, but um. it's it's very easy to get skeeved out. I know a lot of people watch it and get skeeved out because it's you know a young guy and a seventy nine year old woman that fall in love and like romantic love, and people think that's disgusting and gross. But I think you just need to kind of get past that reaction of like this is gross or whatever it is, and just enjoy the story and enjoy you- what what it's about i really i think it's a great story did you say skeeved out skeeved out i think i think it's pretty obvious what that means I'm not, it's like uh, <laughs> given the know, jibbies common, yeah. yeah 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 the jibblies whatever it is yeah it, it all means the same thing the jumbles man the jumbles yeah so that's that's my review jeff uh you're on deck what do you got oh yeah it's me okay i saw a movie um that i've been looking forward to for a while uh, called it's not nearly as old as Harold and Maude, but it's 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 actually relatively new. I think it just came out in the last couple uh, couple weeks or a couple months on uh, on DVD. Like it's called no. Synecdoche, New York. It's uh, by the it's it's actually the directorial debut of Charlie Kaufman, the guy who wrote uh, Being John Malkovich, Adaptation, Adaptation, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And it occurred to me after watching this that he would have been a great answer to that Parker Posey a couple weeks ago about a guy with a great track record because I love every one of this guy's movies. But, um, yeah, he wrote and directed it. And it, uh, it starred Philip Seymour Hoffman and uh, Catherine Keener was was in it and um, what's her name? Uh, I think it's Emma Watson um, was, was in it as well. Not not uh not not Emily Watson yeah. which, or no Emily Watson. You mean Emily, yeah. The older one. Yeah, Emily. Yeah, the, the older one. Yeah, Emily Watson. Yeah, that's right. Gungafit.com slash forums. And uh, it was it was a really interesting movie. It was one of the few movies I've ever seen and kind of finished it and said I don't know if I really like that or don't like it at all. It was it was really. Um, Bizarre at times. So but give, me, give me a give me a basic plot. Like. Thank you. Yes. Um. The the basic plot of this movie was Philip Seymour Hoffman is a playwright who's trying to make something really real, and he wants something 
to that that's going to go down in history. So he builds, he rents out this theater in New York. that's this giant warehouse, and he builds a two scale model, like a like a like an actual size model of, and you kind of have to suspend your disbelief of New York City inside this warehouse in New York City. And so, like even inside this warehouse, there's there's the there's the uh, and and has everyone acting out like what's actually happening in his life in New York City inside this warehouse. So even inside this warehouse, there's the warehouse you can go to where everybody's acting out what's happening and it, it's very uh it, it it takes on um and he's just he's terrified of death the entire time and he's, he keeps thinking he's sick it's a it's a really really cool movie and i'm pretty sure i really like it um and it's it's tough to kind of wrap your arms around i i actually uh, i kept it it came from netflix and i kept it because i plan on watching it again sometime this week really really cool movie and if you like charlie kaufman's other stuff those movies i uh, mentioned earlier really recommend taking it uh taking it for a test drive it's it's a little bit weirder if you can believe that than some of his other stuff even but it's um really really great really uh well, I don't know about great. It's 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 really interesting anyway, and a lot of emotions tied into it. So yeah. I really um, would recommend it to anybody who likes his other movies. Do you have two DVDs a week or one? I just do one at a time. Uh, so that's a big deal then, since you're holding yeah, up the entire queue yeah. for one movie. That's yeah, yeah, that's always, big time. I've always it's, been torn on his stuff, so it'll be interesting. I, I might have to check it out though. Charlie Kaufman. He seems to like he seems to be the master. Like I don't know if. I haven't heard him interviewed or t- talk at all, but he seems to write a lot of like artistic point of views. Like, oh, main guy is a writer, main guy is an artist, main guy is, and like you've got the jo- being John Malkovich, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, not so much adaptation, and now this movie, which seems to be more like, oh, he's a writer and a playwright, and so. Yeah, yeah. There, you can certainly, I would say, like especially um, next to adaptation, where, which is another movie, obviously very much about himself. You can really see kind of this uh, this artist struggle, I guess you could say, of trying to uh, trying to leave something behind, trying to trying to make something meaningful. So James, last one. Yeah, and I actually uh, I actually did my homework this week and actually watched a movie. So nice job. <laughs> yeah, I'm already one up from last week. For last week. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to do some extra credit later or something. A St. Paddy's Day movie. Um, <laughs> not particularly. <laughs> oh. uh, the, the, the movie I watched was uh, We Own the Night, a 2007 movie. Um, oh, I'm going to get grilled for this. Go on. You're going to get grilled, did you say? <laughs> How'd you like my my quote-unquote favorite chase scene? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> okay. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's named after the uh, the cop slogan for their war on drugs in the 80s, uh, We Own the Night, that and uh, it's it's based in the 80s, late 80s in New York. Um, and Joaquin Phoenix is the main character, a guy named Bobby Green. So, yeah, friend of the show, Joaquin, is yep. you know, making an appearance on my Netflix. Um, he plays a nightclub manager um, for and the family that owns it's this Russian family. And he's really into it, you know, just trying to expand the business and stuff. Uh, the, the crowd there at the club, you know, has got some shady friends. And he's Joaquin is kind of like the black sheep of the family, so... Um, like his dad and his brother are both cops, his dad being like deputy chief and his brother just got promoted to captain at the beginning of the movie. Um, his dad's played by uh, Duvall and, uh, his brother's played by, uh, Mark Wahlberg. And like I said, he's kind of like the black sheep of the family. So he's kind of in this kind of shady club business under like a different name. I think he's using like his mom's maiden name or something just to kind of distance himself from his, his cop family. Um, but at the very beginning of the movie, he ends up going to like the promotion ceremony for his brother and they kind of pull him aside and ask him to kind of be an informant on this drug, drug trafficker that's, you know, happens to be frequenting the club. And it's like the Russian family's nephew. He's like this, you know, mobster type. Um, anyway, he declines at first. Things start to escalate. Uh, someone ends up getting hurt and then Joaquin kind of steps up to the plate and decides to help out. Um, it's kind of—I wouldn't say it's an action movie, but it's—it's it's more of a you know, a thriller drama, I guess. Um, the acting is pretty mundane in it, uh, except for Ava Mendez, who plays the girlfriend. She's actually pretty bad. Uh, she's definitely there only for the eye candy part of it. Um, there is a really bad scene when uh, he decides to help out the police and to kind of put himself at more risk, and she's like confronting him about it and they argue and I, I don't know it just seemed really <laughs> not yeah, sincere like whatsoever they're yelling at each other and i don't know it just seemed really poorly acted and just kind of <laughs> stuck out like a sore thumb to me i'm um, overall it was kind of a 
a generic movie, something to, you know, rental to, to waste time and that sort of thing. Um, as far as the chase scene, I actually kind of like the car chase scene, but for, I don't know if, it, I don't remember what your reasoning was, but my reasoning what seemed to be it was from a different point of view. Yeah, See, well, it's different, too. Like yeah, it's- like the whole chase scene, the car chase scene, is based from the main character, who's not, you know an actioneer type person, you know, he's just this club owner. And it's almost like from a point of view of panic, like, okay, some guy just ran me and he's like freaked out and it's all from his eyes. So it's not like a whole lot of out of the car kind of view. It's a lot of his view. Like, okay, he, you know, he, he sped off in the rain. I don't know, you know, where he ended up going and yeah, like, he just seems a little lost in it. And it was kind of an interesting way to do a, a car scene. So I kind of liked the car scene, but it was, it was different. Yeah, and there's no music. Like, it's just soundtrack. It's right, just yeah. Sound he's, play, like, yeah. it's shot at, and he's just panicking and yelling at his girlfriend, you hurt, you know, that sort of stuff. So, in that respect, I thought it was kind of interesting. Gotcha, gotcha. Time waster. So, that's your that's your synopsis. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just something to watch. <laughs> Time it's, vampire. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a cable style or, you know, mm. rental style movie. Oh, all right. Nothing Beautiful. that I would have paid or, you know, wished to have paid money for to see in the theater or anything like that. Beautiful. So, kicking off the holiday track, we decided, the three of us, the triad of geniusness, decided to put together a special Happy St. Paddy's Day for all you listeners out there. We have, Today is our quiz day, but we also wanted to incorporate St. Paddy's Day with the quiz. So you're wondering, all right, how are they going to do St. Paddy's Day? <laughs> we were wondering quiz. also. <laughs> and we decided to make limericks. That describe either a person or a movie, Say and then we have to, guess, we have to guess, yeah, we have to guess the person or the movie. Now, I want to reference uh, that. Wait, wait, don't tell me. The great NPR show does sort of a limerick thing like this, where there's a blank at the end. You're supposed to fill it in. They usually do it with the pol- uh, they usually do it with the political stuff, right? Or Just anyhow, news. yeah, news. Anyhow, we want to say this is sort of like their idea, but it's our own idea too. Uh, so, starting off the limerick. Poetry Slam. I guess I'll go. I'm trying to think of which one I want to do first. This is tough. Now, these are easy, so let me finish my limerick. Like, let me finish it, like, as yes, an artist. You're gonna, you're right, right, instead of just shouting stuff out. Yeah, yeah okay. I'm, I'm, I'm right. on board with that. All right. First one. Limerick, Greg Maloney. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One hardly say that I putter with, with the good movies... I can muster. If you're a cast with me, I'll scream and break your knee, and then I'll probably call you a motherfucker. <laughs> um, Who would you guys think? Just from the last two words, I'm going to have to go with Sam Jackson. <laughs> That's fantastic. Those words don't even really rhyme that much. That's great. That's a really good one. I'm really proud of you. Thank you, man. Thank you. That was I right? <laughs> yeah, Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> right. was was the name. Was the name. <laughs> All right. So I, really, I sort of. Yeah, I'm really I, proud of you. That's great. <laughs> a lot of good movies, but good movies in there, because that's a big hint. Good movies. Yeah. And then he's sort of violent, so you know, I'll scream and break your knee, and then I'll probably call you a motherfucker because you know he calls people motherfuckers. <laughs> that's else. that's yeah. what he does. Yeah. That's a stick. All right. So James. You're you're up next. All right, this is a good one. You ready? I'm ready. Monkey finds a bone. Hal menaces some spacemen. Jim is unimpressed. Oh wait a second, that's that's, that's my haiku. That's my haiku for my poetry journal. Sorry, sorry. Here's my real one. Oh my god, that's so funny. You're joking around about slipping in haikus without anyone knowing. Oh man. You're a I'm sneaky. What can that, I say? All right. Nice job. Here, here's my real, my real limerick. Um, uh, I guess I'll go with this one. Once there was a man named Jack. He interfered with an IRA attack. A terrorist brother got killed, so he went to Jack's house when it was filled. But Jack's family escaped out the back. Blown away? <laughs> no, that is not correct. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if I even knew what you're talking about. Hold on. First off, I want to point out, I love how you start with the, the basic classic yeah, the line. Right there once was a man named Jack. <laughs> Read it again, though, because I seriously right. need to read it again. Once there was a man named Jack. He interfered with an IRA attack. A terrorist brother got killed, so he went to Jack's house when it was filled. 
but Jack's family escaped out the back. I know what it is. It's uh, Patriot Games? Correct. Yes, Jack Ryan. Favorite character ever. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Not blown away was going to be right. When you said IRA, I thought IRS the first time. That was my problem. You should have said IRA <laughs> the first time, too. <laughs> okay, then. All right. Very good. Very good. All right. So, okay. Oh, just just as a side note, did you guys know what my haiku was about? Uh, yeah, it was 2001. <laughs> I right. stopped just... paying attention when I realized that you were doing a haiku. <laughs> <laughs> so you picked 2001 because you didn't like it. And yeah, it was... I thought it would okay. be funny. Hopefully uh, it worked out. It was pretty good. All right, you guys ready for this? Silence on the floor, go ahead. All right. This movie last summer was stinking. The writers all must have been drinking. From Last Crusade to Worst Ever Made, what the hell was George Lucas thinking? <laughs> That's a great one. That oh, is a good your one. Your schemes were great. That was genius. And I was thinking about doing Crystal Skull, too. That was very good. Very good. All right, so yeah, like I said, it was very rhymes. obvious. But that you had the best rhymes, for sure. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it was good. Very good. <laughs> but you got the same motherfucker, so uh, <laughs> I'm a little jealous. That's <laughs> yeah, all right. That's all right. So, so moving on, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to set the pace, little tone. Happy St. Paddy's Day. Happy St. Paddy's Day. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're not done, by the way, listeners, so we're t- t- Oh, yeah, we're bringing it back. You for the limericks, you stay tuned, right? <laughs> yeah, more limericks to come. More limericks to come. But, yeah, we were going to discuss a little bit about uh, what's coming out this week, because there are some big names coming out this week. Yes. Some of them are worth discussing, but we're going to discuss them anyways. Yeah, a lot of marquee wanna... names. Yeah, big time. Nicolas Cage, first off, from such genius movies as National Treasure 1 and National Treasure 2, Book of Secrets. Right? Right, guys? Come on. Yes. Anyhow, Wicker Man. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Wicker Man. That was a great <laughs> link. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he's coming out with a movie knowing. I say he because I guess the director that did The Crow, I think, is the guy that's doing this movie. Um, but I don't know if he's done a movie in like the last 500 years. So knowing, movie about premonition of destruction. A guy finds, a guy, a.k.a. Nick, Nicolas Cage, finds a, it's like finds a journal or a piece of paper or something that has numbers on it, and he deciphers the numbers to show that it's um, pretty much for, foreseen the last... 50 years of worldwide, global, um, just tragedies and how many people have died. And he's trying to figure out how to find out what's going to happen next and how to prevent it. And it's all about, you know, determinism and free will. Not really. It's just that's the undertone. And, yeah, it's going to be a great movie. My favorite part of the whole plot synopsis is this, you know, document that he uncovers comes from his son's elementary school's time capsule. Oh, are you serious? I don't <laughs> yeah. remember that part. The guy that um the guy that directed Donnie Darko, I can't remember his name for the life of me, something Kelly, I think. Um it was was uh, gonna do a movie a lot like this, and I don't see his name anywhere near this thing. I can't remember if he was the writer or maybe le- but uh it, I remember like when Donnie Darko was the only thing he had done, I was sort of like you know, like looking him up and there was something almost identical to this. Time capsule comes up and it's got all this, you know, prophecy about what what's gonna happen and what in the future and all that. So it's Sort of interesting, I thought. I mean, has it pretty much gotten to the point where we're just, you know, automatically dismissing this movie because of Nick Cage? Yes. Yes, it's gotten to that point. (laughs) That's tough. That's tough. World disaster movie, trying to figure out how to stop, you know, what's, what fate is decided for mankind. Yeah. That's sort of, I'm usually a fan of that plot, but Nick Cage does sort of ruin it. I don't know. I think he's tainted everything. Where did he go? He turned. He turned. He turned off the road a while ago, man. I'm sorry. When was he ever on the road? Really? The movie you haven't Valley seen. Girl? Well, Valley Girl. Well, I'm happy he had the heart to make, <laughs> make fun of himself as the preview for Fu Manchu. And, yeah, which was great. Yeah, in the grindhouse <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he went off track after Raising Arizona, probably, and he got on track right before that movie, probably. Yeah, and uh, she he's uh, acting across Rose Byrne. Byrne. From Sydney, <laughs> South Carolina. Who's rather attractive, but that's okay. She can act too. So is his. Wait, never mind. I was about to say, Rose is his kid a big part of this? I don't think so. Anyhow, that's enough spent on Nick Cage. I don't want to, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I really uh, don't. So, let's talk about one I really do want to talk about, and that's I Love You, Man. Is that how you're supposed to say it? Yeah, that's how you're supposed to say it. Yeah, with Paul Rudd. Do you guys like Paul Rudd? Is he? I is like he, Paul Rudd. You, do I, you love Paul Rudd or just? I love Paul Rudd. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, sure. I love Paul Rudd. I am definitely a fan of Paul Rudd. 
I saw I I really didn't have much uh, invested in uh, in this movie. I started looking at the trailers and stuff about it, and it actually did seem genuinely funny. And Paul Rudd uh, and Knocked Up, I liked him in Knocked Up more than any of the other stuff I actually saw him in. Now he, he's, I think he's yeah. developing, guys. I think he's developing. Yeah, yeah, no, he was hilarious in Knocked Up. I have uh, Mike R., a friend of mine, got a, uh, a pre-screening to this and went and saw it. Actually, a friend of the show, Mike R., uh, and he, he said a real it was great. One. So. Yeah, an actual one. I don't know what you mean by that. Go on. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, and he said, he said it was great, so. Yeah, um, a, movie, a movie about a guy that's gone through life with so many girlfriends, he has no guy friends, and he has to find a guy to be his best man for his, for his wife. <laughs> sounds a lot like you, Greg. Yeah, sounds a lot like me. I can't say that and I've me. heard the premise for that movie before, so, you know, at least a no, little bit of originality came out. That's, yeah, a lot of these new comedy movies are, that are coming out actually seem like the only ones with, uh, with interesting premises at all. It's, it's sort of interesting. Yeah, like Mall Cop. You like that? Like Mall Cop, yeah. The new, the new one that's coming out, the second one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With the, the new, yeah. it's uh, yeah. It, I think Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd looks really good in this. And there actually, there are a lot of names in this movie. There really are. Yeah. I think one of the reasons I really like him is because he doesn't do a whole lot of shtick in his comedy. He's not like a caricature, kind of like a Steve Carell, I'm, or you know, somebody who's just you know, acts so stupid that it's funny. He's just kind of a normal person who says funny stuff. And I think that's kind of a, a comedian type that has been lost. So I'm kind of glad that he's doing that style. I that's, totally agree with you. There's a part uh, in the trailer where he ends up getting kissed by another man on one of his mandates. Some guy thought he was coming on to him, so he kissed him. Okay. And then later on he's telling his, his fiance, he's like, yeah, he gave me a lot of tongue deep in my mouth, and it's just so, so funny the way he says it. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I, I think my favorite moment of his is uh, when he's actually, uh, it's in 40-Year-Old Virgin, and uh, he's playing video games against Seth Green, and it's a, just, yeah. it's a string of outtakes, and they're ripping on each other for being gay. Yeah, and it's just... One after another, and some of them are really funny, and they're just riffing off each other, and it's a, it's pretty funny. <laughs> that was just, wait, that was just in outtakes. Yeah, I mean there was a scene, but then there was like a, you know, like a ten minute extended scene of them just doing it, just kind yeah, of. That was my favorite go. part of that movie was that ten minute extended scene yeah. of them doing that. That was by far. I really like. I liked that movie. Okay, but that that scene was what what I thought was hilarious yeah. about it. And and uh, you guys well, I know Jim you're a big fan of Jason Siegel, right? Is that how you say it? Siegel or Seagal? Siegel? Um Siegel. I I like him all right. I wouldn't say I'm a big fan. I know him cuz I watched uh, How I Met Your Mother. He's he's pretty good in that. And I've You know him cuz you watched Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, Freaks and Geeks <laughs> is where I first experienced him in the whole Judd Apatow machine. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so he he's pretty good. I I, I like uh, Rudd better, but yeah. Yeah, I uh not not to uh, bring up condone any illegal downloading but i may have uh, obtained legend of chun li which i will be reviewing for all you guys <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> but uh when i love you man comes out i might have to uh find a way to get my hands on uh, on that one as well it might i might have to watch it after legend of chun li but we'll see we'll see um uh, yeah anyhow uh other other things actually coming out which the other one i really want to talk about the great buck howard with being, I was about to say with being John Malkovich. <laughs> That's a <laughs> With John Malkovich in it. Seems, and uh, with both the Hanks, seems really, it, like I didn't even hear about this until you were telling me about it in email, James, and it's pretty, it looks pretty funny. Yeah, I actually don't know too much about it except for the quick plot synopsis of, you know, the law, law student dropout kind of applies to become an assistant and ends up with this illusionist that's kind of, you know, retired, semi-retired, and he's trying to make his comeback. The premise yeah, itself sounds hilarious. It seems like it's rated trying to aim... PG. Go ahead, Jeff. Rated PG, that just seems strange to me. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is odd. I didn't even know that was an option anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing's PG anymore. Uh, it did seem that they're going for, like you sort of said, that the student law school dropout ends up... It's sort of like the you know the kid finding his... Uh, or like the guy finding his protege, he takes the kid around, tries to like show him a world that he's not used to, and he's trying to you know come into that world. And I think that's that's sort of what one of the themes here. But it seems pretty fun. And Colin Hanks, I I'm gonna admit right now, I didn't know this guy was related to Tom Hanks until I heard him narrate 
this movie in the in the preview, and he sounds just like him. It's, it's, I thought that uh, was I thought that was the only reason anybody saw Orange County is because I don't even know what Orange County is. I that's I have no idea. Yeah, Jim, did you see Orange County? I have seen Orange County. Yes, he, I see him in County. other things too. Like he was in Band of Brothers for a couple, yeah, he was like in one, one episode. episode, and uh, he was in King Kong. But yeah, and making John Malkovich. Uh, old school magician burnout kind of thing it was a genius idea. I don't know who wrote him for that, but it's it's hilarious. Yeah, the sillier the role for Melkovich, the better at this point. Speaking of burn after reading, on my queue, getting to it. Don't worry. Yeah, you'll have to let me know how that one is. I'm interested in renting that one possibly. It's oh, definitely well. worth putting on your queue. I'll tell you that. Okay. Um, before getting into to more happenings, we should probably jump into round two of our limerick. Happy St. Paddy's Day. Wow, alright. Yeah, it's, it's already, it's already time for number two. So, we're gonna start, I don't wanna go first this time, I wanna go, I'll go last. So, uh, Jeff, you go first this time. Uh, alright, alright, I, I, I can do that. Um, take a good one. Got, got this one here. Um, you have the floor, you have the mic. A comedy that's truly top grade takes place where golf is played. I laughed my face red when Dangerfield said, Hey, everybody, we're all going to get laid. Nice. <laughs> Very good. A good Caddyshack oh. one. Caddyshack. Two. No. Oh. Dude, yeah, I didn't even mention that. Too. <laughs> I liked it. You like Caddyshack, uh, too? Seriously? No, shut it. I like it. <laughs> the thing about Caddyshack, too, is the um, Dan Aykroyd saying, God, I forget what the code name is. They call, call Dan Aykroyd calls the other... The bad guy is Robert Sachs. The bad guy in that one, isn't he? I don't remember. And called some, uh... All right, we're we're not talking about Caddyshack too, are okay, we? All right, all right, fine, all fine. Right. Jim, go ahead. You're next. All right. Um, I'll go just down the list here. A woman leaves home because she's distressed. A man goes with her at her behest. They live a life of hard knocks, but earn some money because he can box until they finally claim land of their own out west. Oh it's, God. Um... It's, um, it's far and away. I'm correct. correct. I'm kind of ashamed that I know that, but good job. I like that you used behest. That was very poetic. Thank and also, you. double points because they're Irish. That's my second Irish one, by the way, if you count my little IRA it's, uh, reference. Oh, oh, oh nicely done. Little theme going on. Yes, I do. Well, well done, well done. All right, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna, I was gonna pick a crappy one, but you guys pick good ones, so I'm gonna pick a better one here. All right, <clears throat> this one's tough. My island, no, this one's easy. <laughs> I lied. My island was crazy and cool, but then morons came over to rule. I stole their chick. They kept making their flick. That Jackson is a big fucking tool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Colin Hanks movie, King Kong. <laughs> Correct. Correct. <laughs> that Jackson is a... <laughs> That's great. Oh, I'm so happy. You did... Oh, man. <laughs> this, is, this is way better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> oh. I think, I think oh. the, only, the only competition we get, we'll take, we'll take it to the forums and say, all right, who had the better? The <laughs> yeah, better yeah, yeah. Hit, hit us with a better one. Yeah, for uh, sure. Whoever has the better meter, what is it? On Dead Poet Society, meter? Theme and whatever is your is your, are your grade requirements, grade criteria. Anyhow, yes, more to come, more to come. Happy St. Patty's Day, everybody. Um, next one, which I don't really want to talk about, but we should because it's going to make a lot of money. Duplicity, genius, genius. Putting really Julia Roberts. I think it'll make a lot of. I bet. Hmm. Out of this, out of this week, I might say number two. I think knowing will probably take number one. Number two. That's unfortunate. Probably. What do you th- what do you mean that it's going to be that high or that knowing is going to be that, <laughs> that high? That knowing is going to be that high. <laughs> I think that's what's going to happen. All I think it's other unfortunate stuff. that those are the two that we have to discuss. But that's yeah. I mean, Clive Owen. I used to I used to be anti Clive Owen until uh, I saw him in Sin City, and I, and all of a sudden I I, I just kind of I started really liking him, and it, it was his voice that that pissed me off. But it was it was cool enough in Sin City that that I'm sort of sold on him now. But the uh, the whole. The whole two spies in love, ridiculous. I don't need. I don't even need to see this movie. I, I understand exactly what's going to happen. I know exactly what's going to happen, and I'm sort of upset that Paul Giamatti signed on to this fucking thing. Like, I don't know what. Agreed. Posi- I don't know what role he plays in this. I'm sure it's like the the comedic sidekick for I don't know Clive Owen or Julia Roberts. Yeah. What are you doing? He's he, a bad guy. But he should uh, be above that by now. 
Yeah. I'm kind of surprised Wilkinson's in on that, too. I kind of respect him. Yeah, Tom Wilkinson. Yeah, unbelievable. Even though they're above him, they still pay him money for it, so I bet you that's why they do it. Yeah. And Valid Yeah, some some genius said, okay, hold on, hold on who, who can we get? Julia Roberts and... I don't know, Clive Owen. We'll have everybody that loves Julie Roberts and everybody that loves... Is this like the girl movie of the year? Like, not only do girls love, love Julia Roberts, I'm sure they... Heads over heels, Clive Owen, this is going to be... Is this for guys, or is this a girl movie? This is, this is for guys to take girls to, I think. Yeah, yes, probably. agreed. Or maybe vice versa. I think, so I you think this is a chick flick in disguise? That would be genius. Interesting. Um, yeah. It's, it's I don't think it's genius, but I think that's what it is. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, a chick flick. I wouldn't say it's going to be the, the chick flick of the year or anything like that, but uh, yeah, it's it's your typical Julia Roberts movie, mainstream. So is she still the county. biggest? Like, is she? All, I don't. I might be pulling this number out of my head, but uh, the number one like money maker on movies, like when she gets paid for in in her roles. You're talking like about female. the females? Female. Um, yeah. That's a great question. I don't know if she's still. I gotta that. assume so. I can't she's imagine. up there for sure. Yeah, she's up there. I don't remember if she's top billing now or what, but. Yeah, I'd soon, imagine so. Soon to be taught by Meg Fox, who's going to be apparently there's a Transformers three is already announced today. That's since they know, news. since the, yeah, that's great news for all the adolescent kids out there and people that want to see Megan Fox in another movie. I don't know if she's tied to it yet, but I'm sure after the 500 million comes in the first weekend. Yeah, that's so, pretty quick to uh, announce the third movie. You yeah, think, I don't know. You think they would have just decided that after the first one? Why? Why now? I think they found. I think they found out. Uh, now that Watchmen did so terribly, there's like, oh, there's a lot of money going around still. Let's make a third Transformers. And <laughs> Those people are saving their nine. Yeah, they're saving for, their money. For, yeah. for the third Transformers movie, yeah. which will come out in approximately three and a half years. That's which, by the way, we're not we're not above apologizing here. I said Watchmen would make a lot of money. It's only made $86 million by last week. So in two weeks, it made $86 million. It's Which you know is, it's nothing to it's more, nothing. maybe normal mere mortals yeah. that's kind of a lot of money but for yeah. us here yeah. at the uh, the hour especially <laughs> since I think it was made for a hundred million so I think they need to earn some more before they can oh make really it. yeah I want to say it was a really high budget one who the, who the hell were they paying like what I know there there's some computer yeah, action going on giant but. blue people. Yeah, <laughs> those guys cost you know, a lot. Right, that's to find a Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, you know how much money it is, to, bitch. Yeah, you know how much money it is to find a cat with weird things growing out of its head. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. That like, serves like, no purpose. Yeah, I was. That was one of the things. Yeah, never mind. I never finished mind. the graphic novel this week too, and um, it, totally useless in the in the graphic novel too. Uh, oh, the, okay. the little cat. Yeah, was well, kind of expected. At least they were true to the story, though. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Oh man, was there anything else actually this week that we want to like? The other thing was somehow Race to Witch Mountain took number one for the weekend. I guess it was the only useful movie coming out, other than Watchmen still being out. But I don't think there's that much uh, that much more to bring up. Linda Hamilton apparently has uh, quote unquote put her approval stamp on the new uh, as I Terminator. I was gonna say Transformers again. The new <laughs> Terminator movie by putting uh, she's gonna have a uh, man. I can't. I'm losing my terms here. Uh, voice over, voice over. Thank you. She's gonna have a Linda voiceover. Hamilton. For those who don't know, played Sarah Connor in the uh, in the original Terminator. Thank you. Yeah, uh, this but surprises yeah, me actually. Why? I don't she know. loves the Terminator. Didn't you have? Haven't you seen the first two? She loves the Terminator. <laughs> yeah, but I, th- right. I don't know. Just, I, don't know. <laughs> I thought she would have been done with it by now, but. Kind of gotcha. went, you know, on her way. Money? I don't yeah. like. It's kind of went the way of Arnie and Cameron, but apparently not. Gotcha. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We do have. We should probably uh, be wrapping up a little bit here. We have to get to our Parker Posey, but before our Parker Posey, let's do another one more. Last Remember, one. Ooh, you're Saint making me Patrick's, pick. If we can, if we can sneak it in toward the end of the Parker Posey, we might get another one. But this is our third. Uh, James, you should go first. Uh, ready? Right. Go. So I may not get a chance to read the other one. Is what you're telling? Yeah, me? you may not. Right. All right, I'm gonna bring this one out then. If this were your last day on Earth and you had to say a limerick, what limerick? <laughs> that is definitely this one. <laughs> it's a normal day in the city, but things are about to get shitty. <laughs> the creature debuts, filmed with a shaky camera view, and the audience gets sick and wastes 950. <laughs> <laughs> That's, cool. That's so good. That's so good, Jim. You should be this proud of yourself. This, this could be... Could this this could be Godzilla. It could be yeah. This could be. I was going to say it could be Cloverfield too. But I don't know which one. I'll give you a hint. Stick with my theme. 
Cloverfield. Wait, I get it. Cloverfield. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Clover. Okay, yeah, right. There you go. Clover. Right, yeah. That was good. That's, that's, that's awesome, Jim. That, I, I didn't, can you read that one again? Sure. <laughs> it's a normal day in the city, but things are about to get shitty. The creature debuts, filmed with a shaky camera view, and the audience gets sick and wastes Night City. <laughs> so did you see that movie? You must have I've never seen it. <laughs> That's so good. I love that. That limerick is so vivid, it sounded like you were there. I felt like I was there watching it. That's a fantastic limerick. <laughs> Why, thank you. Uh, my turn, my turn. All right. My characters are filled with ambition and spite. And people find my villains to be tri- to be rather trite. I've done mainly voices, but I've had very few choices. The best role by far was a transvestite. Hmm. Ooh. It's actually tough, I guess. Just read it one more time. Would you like me to say it again? Yeah. Sure. And a nice Irish brogue, if you would. <laughs> Irish brogue. <laughs> my characters are filled with ambition and spite, and people find my villains to be rather trite. I've done mainly voices, but I've had very few choices. The best role by far was a transvestite. Huh. Getting stumped. I honestly, yeah, I don't know. Sort of, he's a weirdish guy, and the transvestite wasn't a voice role. It was he was acting for that one. The only f- person I can even think of that was a transvestite was Philip Philip Seymour Hoffman in that one movie with De Niro. Which one was that? Never mind, I don't know. It was um, like, I don't even know either. Classic movie, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. I'm sort of disappointed. Oh, oh is this um, Tim Curry? Tim Curry is the answer. Tim Curry is the answer. It was a hard one. That was my hardest one. It was a good limerick, though. I'm proud of your... I'm, I'm happy for your limerick. <laughs> You're, I'm happy. I'm happy. <laughs> I wish your limerick all the best. <laughs> oh, yeah, all right. Yeah, that, but so those are my two character ones. I don't have any other character ones. But yeah, so we need to move on. Uh, Parker Posey time. Wait, do I not get to say mine? Or oh, yeah, I, I sorry, mean, sorry, Jeff. Go ahead. Jesus. I guess not. It's not that good of one, I suppose. But all right. All right. I forgot. All right. So here we go. This is, this is actually a movie I watched not that long ago um, for the first time. Uh, here we go. Worst goddamn film ever made. Cyclos take humans for slaves. Barry Pepper wins in the end, but I'll say it again, worst fucking film ever made. <laughs> I'm going to have to go only because Barry Pepper, and I don't know too many of his movies, and I know this one's horrible, but I'll go with Battlefield Earth. That's correct. Yes. What's the Cyclos thing? What is that? Cyclos it's a race, are the bad isn't it? guys. Uh, yeah, it's a uh-oh. race of aliens, John Volta <laughs> and... Um, and um, Forrest Whitaker, who actually later a- apologized for for being in the movie, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> apologized great. to his fans for being a part of the movie. Yeah, I was so. gonna say, who do you apologize to? Apologize, world. For- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, art community. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. I'm surprised you didn't bring that to the review table, Jeff. Come on, we all wanted to hear about Battlefield Earth. No. <laughs> you, you really didn't. I I, uh, I can call uh, I can call Mrs. Uh, what's that lady's name? Check that. Tells the future. I'll call her later. Miss so, Cleo. Yeah, we'll call Cleo. Cleo will tell me how good it is. So, Parker Posey, brought to you by Jeff Raw. Jeff Waugh. Jeff Waugh. Yeah. So, Jeff's question to everyone was, who is a character... By the way, Jeff, every time you send me your email with the question, it's always not in question form, so I have to make it a question. Do you know how hard that is on me? It's tough. It's, I just want to bring yeah, that up. Okay. I'm, so, I'll, I'll make an effort from here on out. <laughs> Who is a character that you empathize, empathize deeply with? And it does, it's not necessarily someone that is like you, but a character that you can completely understand. So. I, I just, I want to apologize to, uh, to your sister Michelle, who sent me the, the, the idea for this, because apparently it's not anything to do with any, anybody, it's just I am cursed. My Parker Posies don't get answered. Um, and, so you're apologizing. Go ahead. I'm apologizing to Michelle because she she decided to give me a really good question, and even with her good question, I we really didn't get a lot of good answers. Oh, actually, the answers we got were good, but yeah. we didn't really get a lot of answers. Uh, first person on it was uh, was Mike R, friend of the show, uh, who who uh, who likes Alex from Clockwork. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. can really understand him. I love it. It's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that, I feel kind of... brainwashed, like Alex. I feel like yeah. I want to... yeah. 
So, yeah. I think this, you guys like? I think this question was very daunting to people. Like I had mentioned before, it seemed like the, the post or the, you know, the thread itself got a lot of views, but not a whole lot of responses. I think a lot of people had a hard time, you know, putting their personal feelings out there on the forums for all to see. But, uh, I, I liked Brian Lee's, his was good. Um, it wasn't enough to, you know, make, you know, change my, my choice, but it was, what was his, his was, uh, yeah, sorry. His was, uh, Dante Hicks. Oh yeah, yeah, clerks. Yeah, all from clerks. Yeah, yeah. so I, I could definitely have some some empathy for you know his character there. Uh, my favorite was probably uh, KPW. His or hers was uh, very thought out. She had specific uh, you know examples that sort of thing. So I, I was happy that you know she got all into it like we did. So it's nice to see that people are dedicated. Two, I want to bring up uh, Dean's for saying Holden Caulfield. He's not answering the question. I like it's a great answer. For a different question that wasn't put up there, but congratulations, Dean, on that. Yeah, well, Holden, yeah, and Holden Caulfield for for all of us, uh, all of us young folks that don't know our way in the world is 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 the most empathetic character. So good for him yeah, for putting him up there, the despite the fact that he yeah from Catcher in the Rye, despite the fact that it's not a movie. That's that's um, pretty awesome. Michelle W's one just for like, not that. The answers were completely genius, but she sort of picks the okay. Now that I'm a parent, these are the, I've changed my view on who I like, who I empathize with, and all these parental roles. They're the ones she sort of picked, and I thought that was a pretty cool change in position. And I'm noticing she can never just pick one. Or, you know, is, that, is that the situation? <laughs> I you know, but here's the here's the thing. It, it, the The board was pretty well dry at that point in time, so it's really nice that she picked a few. Yeah. That's it. All right. Um, yeah. So we're gonna have to move on to our next Parker Posey, which James should have uh, locked and loaded. Alrighty. My question is: Who is your favorite character that you love because he or she is so awful? I.e., you love making fun of them, even though you don't have respect for this person. Character, not character, actor. character. Mm. So you mean like, like awful is in like not like evil character so poorly written. Exactly. Or? Yes, it's so like the Jar Jar Binks of the world, that sort of thing. But it, you love them because it gives you so much ammunition and fun, like making fun of this person or like laughing at the person, that type of thing. Is uh, terrible acting can be a tribute? Can that be a part of? Uh, if, part if that of affects the character in the way that mm. you love, then yes. Because the character was so terrible. Yes. Tough. So mine is going to be Bennett from Commando. <laughs> I love this guy. He talks tough, but yet he's got he's a t- dumpy looking guy with a beer belly. He's got the chainmail T-shirt slash wife beater style. He wears a belt on top of this chain T-shirt. Pull um, some scan of him. Yep, and he's got the the leather pants. And, and, and he's like, he sounds Irish, sort of. That's good, right? Happy, happy St. Patrick's Day. Sort of. And his mustache is borderline handlebar style. And he's just got this over the top performance of you know trying to be tough. I mean, he's just he's great. He's awesome. I love making fun of him and love laughing at him. Man, this isn't easy. Jeff, do you have one? Yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure. Like, I think the guy's a great character because it's just the absolute, like, epitome. Yeah, I mean, if he's if he's written as a douche, that's that's fine. (laughs) I think I think it's got to be Ash from the Army of Darkness and Evil Dead movies. Uh, He's he's just so over the top and ridiculous, and his lines are so so bad and so like. I mean, but that's how those movies are. It's intentional. But it's he's still just so bad that it gives you so much uh, so much quotable ammunition. I'll try and come up with something better. No, for, the one, for yeah, me. the one I'm stuck on, like the one I'm stuck on is Fenster from Usual Suspects. Just because I know that when they wrote the they wrote the role that when uh, Benicio del Toro saw it, he's like, dude, it doesn't matter how, what I say or how I say this shit. I'm just gonna say it weird, and he just. <laughs> He yeah, just pretty much, yeah, he pretty much manipulated it and just you know said it any way he wanted to, and everyone thought it was great. And that doesn't—I don't know if that fits. That like pretty much the role sucked, but the actor did a great job. Does that count? Is that? I don't know. Yeah, that's one thing I didn't consider is whether or not intent should be involved in the question. So I'll, I'll leave it up to you guys to to discern whether or not the well, intent's involved. Considering I can't think of anything else, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> oh, Jeff, did you think of anything? No, I'm pretty happy with New. mine, actually. Okay. 
Cool, cool. Well, thank you very much. And we will uh, be going out on one last limerick. So you do have... Oh, really? Yeah. I, I, I blew my wad on that last one. My oh, last sorry, one. Sorry, sorry. So our happy St. Patty's Day limerick, round four. Uh, we're back to me first. I'll go first. This one's tough. The series was long and terrible, with very few, joke, very few jokes that were bearable. But the cast held their ground with the dude who made all those sounds and that girl with the double Ds that was hittable. <laughs> That's police academy. Yes, it is. Oh, it is. The police academy series is actually the correct answer. But right, right. But yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I don't Actually, I don't know if all of them are in the entire series. So maybe it's not. Hittable. <laughs> uh, what so uh, I think Jeff, Jeff, you're sure. All right. Yeah, I'll go. I'll, I'll let Jim close this one yeah. out. Um the gang got some dirty looks when they robbed a store that sold books. Then they went on the lamb. It was no trip to Cleveland. And this, <laughs> and this story of three would be crooks. Wait, what was the last? Hold on, hold on. What was the last line? In this story of three would be crooks. Nice, nice, nice. Bottle rocket. Yeah, it's obvious, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I love I tried, the I tried, accent, I accent on Cleveland. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Head rhyme with lamb. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. So, yep, James. All right, mine's a little more serious, I guess, instead of my Cloverfield one. But anyway, a boy sees a man kill another. Then his mom is killed and his brother. The boy and his dad run away. They make the murderers pay. Then the dad and a hitman shoot each other. Nice, nice. Road to perdition. Correct. I think you had the best scheme, the best schemes of... Yeah, no, Jim, Jim's are really good. I tried yeah. to, you know, get my syllable counts norm and all that fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. Should we, we let's Irish mob. Up, send them in and start, and start a form, or start a, uh, start something on gungapit.com slash forums of these. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll have, uh, I'll put a, I'll put a post with all these up on what I did. If you guys have yours electronically, that'd be yeah. better. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll even put my, uh, special edition fifth one that didn't get there. <laughs> yeah, I've got a fifth one too. That's pretty bad. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we'll also we'll put that up. Uh, the Parker Posey will always, also always be up there for you guys to discuss, bring up, and we will uh, talk about next week. Uh, James, before we uh, completely leave here, can you rephrase your uh, your question? Oh yes. Um, my question was, who is your favorite character that you love because he or she is so awful, whether gotcha. it's written that way or not? Perfect, perfect. Well, happy St. Patty's Day, guys. Happy St. Happy Patty's Day to all our listeners. And uh, James and Jeff, thank you for your input. Thank you, everyone. Seriously, guys, drive safe. <laughs> Take care and have a happy St. Patty's Day. Right here, Patrick Duffy, Poetry Slam, Ruby Hour. You guys had some fucking good limericks, man. <laughs> you guys had some fucking good limericks, man. Uh, that was that, good. Jim, your Cloverfield moment was fucking <laughs> phenomenal. That was the last one I did, too. We decided, instead of talking about all the St. Patrick's Day movies out there, <laughs> to write limericks. <laughs> <laughs> It's such a fucking stupid <laughs> What the hell? Why are we doing it? <laughs> stupid idea. Stupid idea. <laughs>